I suppose you're wondering why I've gathered you all here today. Now, among the characters in this film is an individual who has committed an act so heinous that one cannot begin to contemplate the motivation behind it or understand the true nature of it. However, after examining the evidence, interviewing all of the witnesses, and compiling all of the data, I have come to understand what occurred and have discovered the true identity of the culprit. Now, before I expose this individual who has committed this truly horrific crime, I must warn you that this mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, epic mustaches, a gallery of suspicious characters, trans-European train rides, world-renowned Belgian detectives, and the murder most foul. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Main Movie Review, Murder on the Orient Express, 2017. Salutations and welcome to a very special episode of the Spark and Mini Movie Review. This is your host, Zanz, and konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Our mini movie reviews are recent films and new films that just came out. I tell you the pros and cons about it, if it's worth checking out. Unlike our regular Spark and movie reviews, I don't give a rating for the film. I just tell you the basics about it and it's worth investing your time in. You can make the decision on your own. And if you have a question or comment or if you want to disagree with me, you can email me at Zan, that's X-A-N, not Z-A-N, at Sparkin.com or at Sparkin on Twitter. So let's get on with it, shall we? So the film I'm talking about today that just came out is a film which is unique because it is the fourth adaptation of one of the greatest crime novels of all time arguably what am i talking about i'm talking about murder on the orient express by agatha christie which came out in 1939 and as i said it has been adapted three other times besides this current time first time was in 1941 then it was remade as a tv film in 2001 and then in 2010 as an episode of agatha christie's perot and this is actually interesting because this is a Nice way to get into the Hercule Poirot character. Now, if you've never heard of Hercule Poirot, he is Agatha Christie's Sherlock Holmes. He is a very distinguished and intelligent detective from Belgium, known for his very unique facial hair. He has an epic mustache, and he's very unusual. He sees the world askew. Everything is wrong, and he's just looking for perfection in it. And that's how this film depicts Perot as someone who's a perfectionist and he admits he sees the world as it is not as it should be but he wants to see it as perfection he sees how everything is messed up and his logic is very weird and he's actually being played by the director Kenneth Branagh now Kenneth Branagh was the director of Much Do About Nothing, Hamlet, Marvel's Thor, Cinderella and he's been in several other films including Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets as Gilderoy Lockhart 
in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He has a very big selection of films. He has a big library of what he has done. And this is a very unique job that he did with Murder on the Orient Express. He took this classic story and he did not update it. He didn't change too much about it. He changed one character and he gave all the characters their time. Because this is a pretty big cast that's filled with lots of famous and very well-known actors. I mean, we have, besides Kenneth Branagh as the lead, you have Penelope Cruz, William Defoe, Judy Dench, Johnny Depp, Josh Gad, Derek Jacoby, Leslie Odom Jr., Michelle Pfeiffer, Daisy Ridley, Olivia Coleman, and so many other actors to make this huge ensemble film that is pretty memorable for what it is. Now, if you've never read Murder on the Orient Express, here is the breakdown of it. As I said before, Hercule Poirot is one of the world's greatest detectives. Countries hire him to solve cases, and he has just finished a major case, which is actually the opening sequence of the film. It's him solving this case using deduction and skill and just being awesome. And since he just finished his case, he's a little bit tired. He's been on case after case after case, and he is going to take a break. And what's he going to do? Is he going to go to the French Riviera? No, he's from Belgium. He is going to stay in Istanbul, and he's going to have pastries, because he loves pastries and sweets and desserts. And he's going to relax. And the only problem is that he gets a letter that there's a case waiting for him back in London. And he's like, oh, damn it, I got to go. So he talks to a friend of his who gets him a ticket on the eponymous Orient Express, which is going to streamline him right to London. It's going to get him halfway there, then he's going to take a boat, and he'll get there. And as he's on there, he meets several individuals, including a princess, a doctor, a very unusual countess and count, a priest, this very unusual nun, and this salesman who's a little sleazy. And he meets all these individuals, and then he goes to sleep, someone gets murdered on the train, and then he has to discover who did the murder, how they did it, it's a whodunit story, and it's intriguing because every character has multiple facets, there's multiple motives, there's lots of twists, lots of turns. If you've never read the story, you will not know where it goes, and it's a little surprising. It's a little bit of an aha moment, but... This is one of the problems with the film. It does get a little... It's not one of those moments where you could follow his mindset. You're just watching him solve this. But you can't pick up on, okay, this says this, this says this. It's kind of the logic you have to jump on to figure it out. But I have to say that Kenneth Branagh plays Hercule Poirot as someone who sees the world imperfect. And he's engaging and intriguing. He is perfect at it. You love his eccentricities. You love how weird he is and how unique he is. But... He interacts with all the characters very directly, and I gotta say, you'll love it, how he is as Hercule Poirot. I'd love to see him in other films. Now, the rest of the cast, as I said, it's a star-studded cast, and almost every character has a moment that is their moment, but there's some characters who they show up early on in the film, and then you forget about them completely, and then they show up, you're like, oh wait, yeah, he was in there too, I forgot he's even on the train, what the hell? And you have... All these characters are all different and diverse. They're all unique. I have to admit that. They're all very different. They did change some aspects of some characters. They renamed one character from the book. But it's not too much to worry about. I will say that every actor did give 
110%, even if they didn't show up as much. For example, Josh Gad, known as Olaf from Frozen, he actually does a very different job in the way because he plays the assistant to a gangster on the train, and he's very, not weaselly, but he's very contemplative and a little bit, I don't want to say manipulative, because he's not, but he's just... You know, my boss treats me like shit, but I'm smarter than him. But I have to be there because I know he's going to kill me if I don't. And I'm going to be there because he's a good man. I'm just I'm just a guy who does his stuff because that's my job. Because a little bit fearful, a little bit there. And I've got to say, he's a really good addition to this cast. Daisy Ridley, we know her as Rey from Star Wars. She does a great job in this as well as a teacher. And I really didn't notice her at first. Penelope Cruz is the nun. You don't expect it. Judy Dench, Dame Duty Gents, does a great job as her character, which is Princess Dragomirov, a princess who's very aloof, who has a servant who does most of the talking for her, which is a little bit of a shame because she tries to talk, and then her servant does all the talking. And that's one of the issues it has, is it's very not... Even with all the characters, a lot of them do get points of shine, some you forget about, and as I said, it does forget a lot of characters, and some characters don't get that moment. They just kind of, let's skip over them, go to the next person, done. And it's not fair, because these character actors work so hard in it. Now, the interesting thing is that Johnny Depp is in this film, and he does a really good job in this. I was surprised. Because usually you expect him to be weird and crazy and out there. I love Johnny Depp, but he's getting a little bit too typecast as that weird guy you hire who does weird things. This film he fits. He sinks right into the character and he stays as this character, which is just a seedy gangster. He's a gangster that's there who's just, he's trying to be civilized, but you could tell he's kind of scummy. And I like that about him. He's very different. Now, the film itself is shot really well even though there are some shots which are very peculiar like they're showing you through the train but they don't show you above the train it gets a little weird when they have some shots that are like it's not x-ray but it's like you're looking above the train but you hear people talking but you don't see the people talking and other people you you see them almost they're not in focus meanwhile Hercule Poirot's mustache is a hundred percent clear and you can see every single freaking hair so it's Kenneth Branagh focused a little bit too much on himself, not too much on the design. The CG was a little weird on this, but it did work. Because, hey, they're on a train. They're not going to really take them to Siberia. They're not going to have them ride the Orient Express, which is pretty magical. And I have to admit, after watching this, I actually want to go figure your way to maybe raise money mail, do a GoFundMe, to get enough tickets to ride the Orient Express and actually try this train because it seems like a really cool train. Because it has first class, second class, they have all these lovely foods and all of these. There's actually promotion for some chocolate companies. I'm not going to say who because I'm not being paid by them. But you see a lot of evidence that they had something to do with this film because you see their logo everywhere. And as a period piece, this really does work. Now, as I said, it does go all over the place. There are some positives, some negatives. However, if you are a fan of mystery films, I believe that you honestly will enjoy it. And for a film that was made for $55 million, and I think you're going to like this film. It's done really well. It's done tastefully. They didn't throw the source material out the window. They didn't do like one of the adaptations where they cut out seven characters. So it's down from 12 to 
8, not 8, that's, my math is wrong, 12 to 5, this one keeps all the characters in, and it's pretty faithful. Does drag a little bit, but it's worth it. It's worth seeing, it's worth investing your time in, and I've got to say, well, if you ever wondered where that concept of, you've wondered why I've gathered you all here, well, that is from Agatha Christie and Hercule Poirot. I do hope that this does get a sequel with one of her other stories with Hercule Poirot. And I hope that you think that he is pretty awesome. Now, I'm going to give you the random question of the day. And who do you think is a better detective, Hercule Poirot or Sherlock Holmes? Let me know in the comments down below. And I hope you guys have a great day. This is your host, Zahn, saying see ya.